0: We're looking at the raising of Lazarus this morning, which really covers the whole of uh, chapter 11 of John's Gospel. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of summarize the story as we go through it. And so Jesus absolutely loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So Mary and Martha, sisters, and their brother Lazarus. There's loads of um, moments in John's gospel where there's an expression of Jesus absolutely loving them. And uh, later on we read in, in chapter 12 that it's Mary who poured oil on Jesus's feet, worth something in the region of uh, 300 days of a laborer's wage. And uh, John wants us to know that this is the Mary we're talking about. And Lazarus uh, gets ill and begins to uh, fall very ill so Mary and Martha send news to Jesus that the one that you love Lazarus he's, he's not well and he needs you to come and heal him and they kind of reach out and say please come and let's be reminded again that John wants us to understand that there are really close ties between this family and Jesus they are really precious to Jesus and Jesus is really precious to them this request please come and heal our brother isn't coming from a random stranger someone that Jesus doesn't know this is coming from a family that John wants us to understand that Jesus has spent time with them, he's had meals with them, he's enjoyed their company. And three times in this one chapter, it says that Jesus loved them, that Jesus loved them, and that Jesus loved them. And what's interesting in John's gospel, immediately that Jesus hears that Lazarus is ill, he essentially says, This isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. Mary and Martha, in their heart of hearts, are hoping that as soon as Jesus hears the news that Lazarus, whom you love, is ill, their hope, their belief, is that Jesus will get up immediately and walk to Bethany and come and heal their brother. And Jesus says, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go in fact it's not going to go the way you want it to go and he then goes on to say in john's gospel this is about my glory that what you want is for me to come immediately right now to make sure that lazarus is okay but this is about you This is about Mary, Martha. This is about the other disciples seeing who I really am. He says, this is about my glory. It says in verse four, but when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the son of God may be glorified through it and then it says in verse 5 now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus so when he heard that Lazarus was ill he stayed two more days where he was and so Jesus is saying in these verses this is about the weight of who I am Being revealed. Glory is about the the weight of God being seen. It's about the full weight of Jesus's compassion, the full weight of his mercy, the full weight of his love, the full weight of his deity that he is God. He will later on say, I am the resurrection, I am the life. It's also about the awesome mystery of God becoming man being revealed, where we see the compassion, the the reality that Jesus weeps with them and cries later on when he's coming towards the tomb. So Jesus loved them. I want you to get how odd it is that Jesus loved them so he stayed, that he, he didn't jump up and heal that he didn't jump up and spare Lazarus from dying, that he waited, that it says later on in verse uh, 14, Lazarus has died and for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him, that Jesus in the moment that he hears the news Lazarus is ill, Jesus knows what's going to happen. He knows immediately that this is going to result in Lazarus dying. He loves them, he waits, and he understands what waiting will mean in this situation. He doesn't rush, he waits. Jesus waits to make sure that Lazarus is dead. He waits so that it will be clear that when he raises him, no one will say, well, Lazarus, maybe he was in a fever and we misdiagnosed that he was dead. He waits to make sure that Lazarus is dead, and I guess essentially to make sure that Lazarus is in the tomb, so that the glory of God will be displayed for everyone, so that people might believe that he is the Son of God and have life. So this is what's striking and so confusing about the love of God, that the love of God means that sometimes God doesn't immediately answer. And in the heart of Jesus, this was his plan. His ultimate goal was to display his glory for their good. It's love that delayed. He loved them Therefore, he delayed in going. We're supposed to see love in this story. But we might think, how is it love to not intervene? How is it love not to immediately go? How is it love not to go and heal? Surely love looks like rescuing people from pain surely love looks like rescuing people from grief surely love looks like hearing news Jesus and immediately getting up and walking and making sure that Lazarus doesn't die and it's easy for us to read the story of in John 11 and forget that these were real people Mary and Martha were real women. They didn't have chapter 12 when chapter 11 was happening. They they don't know it's all going to be okay. Sometimes we think, oh, they're okay. None of this is real. They weren't really touched by grief or mourning or distress because they knew Jesus was going to raise up Lazarus. No, they didn't know. In the middle of the grief, they have no idea that Jesus is even ever going to come and do what he was going to do. They didn't know he was going to be raised. All that Mary and Martha knew was this. We asked Jesus to come. And he didn't come. And that's all they know. Now Lazarus is dead now Lazarus is buried, now the tomb is sealed, we've lost our brother, and that's all they know. In a sense, they went to Jesus and asked, what would we call that today? We would call that prayer. We asked Jesus to move on our behalf, and all we can see in the middle of The situation, the grief, the storm, the distress, the darkness, the valley, the shadow of death is Jesus hasn't turned up and that's all they can see. But for Jesus, this delaying, this holding back is an extravagant act of love because he wants to reveal in a greater way, a deeper way, in a more profound way, the reality of who he is. He wants them to see his glory. He wants to demonstrate to them that he is the resurrection and the life. Mary and Martha both had a limited perspective on Jesus. They both said almost identically, Jesus if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. If you had moved and acted when we needed you to, Lazarus would be alive now and wouldn't be dead. That's all they can see. And even when Jesus Jesus says, Mary, Martha says, um, yeah, we believe on the resurrection of the last day, Lazarus will be alive. And then, Jesus does this incredible revelation he says essentially the one who is standing next to you right now is the resurrection is the life he's pointing to the fact that Lazarus isn't going to be raised on the last day he's going to be raised today and in this moment Jesus is revealing something extraordinary Throughout all of humanity, death has always been the last and greatest and most terrifying enemy. And Jesus is going to reveal now, in this moment, in this extraordinary event, that he is the resurrection and the life, not just for Lazarus, but for every single person who becomes a believer and follower of Jesus, That for every man and woman and child who says that Jesus is Lord, he's going to reveal that he is the resurrection and the life. In other words, in this moment, Jesus is going to show that though a person dies, actually they ultimately live. That for every believer, the ultimate thing is life, because the one who is the resurrection and the life is here. See, when I'm desperate and I have a real need, I'm like you. I bring it to Jesus in prayer. I bring it to him. And I anticipate and expect that Jesus will jump up into action immediately and do what I've asked Sometimes I will describe to Jesus what it looks like for him to answer and tell him how to do it, when to do it, and what it looks like. But sometimes he waits. Sometimes he delays. Sometimes he doesn't seem to show up at all, and he holds back. Theologians use this term about God. They say there is a wildness about God not that God is unpredictable but God is untamable. there's a wildness about him he will not be contained and he will not be controlled and he will not be dictated to this story tells us that he deeply loves us and is deeply for us and deeply enjoys us But he won't be controlled by us and he won't be dictated to by us. That sometimes for his glory and a greater good, he delays and holds back. And there's a mystery sometimes to that. But when we prize him above what he can do for us, when we love him, because he's actually so lovable when we love him because he's so amazing see it's what I love about Mary and Martha Martha goes out immediately to Jesus and says if you would have been here my brother would be alive but you don't really pick up any animosity anger disrespect entitlement bitterness and then Mary later on gets up And I wonder whether Mary just couldn't get up immediately because she's so heartbroken and so disappointed. I I don't know. But when you prize Jesus above what he can do for you, we come into the liberty and the freedom of being a worshipper. And in chapter 12, there's the most extraordinary act of worship where Mary... Martha. I love it. Martha's busy serving. She seems to always be busy serving. Mary is extravagantly pouring out this oil, this nard, getting ready Jesus for his burial. I'm not sure she realizes that, but that's what John later on says. This was preparing Jesus for his burial. And there's this extravagant worship And don't we all want to be like Mary, so in love with Jesus, so aware that he's everything, so aware that we're bringing to him our requests and our longings and our hopes, but we're trusting him that even when he delays and doesn't arrive when we want him to, that he's good and he loves us and he knows what he's doing and he's going to work it all together for good. And Mary comes through this, and she's so in love with Jesus, she pours it all out. I'm struck by Judas, actually, at the end. He saw Lazarus waddle out of the grave, and he's not moved. He's not stirred. Actually, he's more moved by the money that it cost, and he's lost his focus on Jesus. I don't want to be like Judas. I don't want to be focused on the cost and what's been lost. I want to focus on Jesus. I want to say this to wrap up. These are real people. They grieved, they howled, they cried, they, they suffered. It was hard. And when Jesus arrives, he arrives as God, who is also man. It says that Jesus was angry and passionate about what death had done. He is aware and connected to their grief. And when they take him to the tomb, it says the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. He knows he's going to raise up Lazarus. He's already said in verse four, this doesn't end in death. He knows what's going to happen. He's God, he's the resurrection and the life, but he's so connected and so compassionate and so aware of his own sense of loss he loved Lazarus it says multiple times he enjoyed Lazarus's company he joked with Lazarus had time with Lazarus he wept and you see that's the glorious thing about Jesus is we can ask him for things we can grieve in the middle of stuff, we can weep, we can howl, we can express, we can bring who we really are and he gets it and he's not frightened by it. In fact, surely the God man who is now in glory still at times connects to our weeping, still understands our pain. He's been there, he's tempted in every way, he understands it perfectly. That's why Hebrew says he's such a perfect high priest because he knows. And at the same time, he has the power, authority as being God to bring solutions and answers.